Hi, I'm Aaron Selvig. And I'm Dr. Amy Bessler. And we are the Latsky Kids, everybody. The Latsky Kids is who we are. It is our mm. identity. It's what makes up this Whoa. program that you're listening to. It is such an important thing, and it mm. is ready to go today, Whoa. isn't it, Dr. Amy? Wow. That was a lot of buildup. <sighs> I'm not totally sure that I can deliver <sighs> on that I don't promise. Know. but Sometimes I start talking, and I don't know what I'm going to say, sure. but it's just all... That's very As long as you have the enthusiasm... <laughs> It can make up for the content is what I lo- I've learned, right? I love enthusiasm. Yes. You know Buddy the Elf is my personal <laughs> yes. hero. I love enthusiasm. Going for Buddy the Elf I energy love... right today. That's what yes. I want. And okay. really, I'm already pumped because, Aaron, you know how much I uh, love my, my daily exercises, okay? You know, I'm a yes, big exerciser. And Hashtag so, fit grandma. That's exactly right. <laughs> and so I've already been doing my, my exercises this morning. Oh, and good, it's really good. important to me because, Aaron, I must. must. I must. I must <laughs> increase my bust. We you know? must. We must. must. We must increase, increase our, bust. our busts. <laughs> you know, if my bust, my bust is actually maybe getting a little bit too big. <laughs> oh, God, people, you have no idea how excited we are oh, to talk about an an absolute living legend. And if we kill this person, like we oh, killed God. Jerry Don't Springer, even, we killed Jerry Springer I, a few weeks ago. You all remember when we killed and Jerry Springer? Jerry Springer is one thing, but come on. People, we cannot kill we Judy can't. Bloom. No, Judy Bloom. Judy, we Our mother so would be so upset. I mean, Dr. Amy, we are both of us are, as you could probably tell, we are super duper amped up for this show because we both love, love, love Judy Bloom. I can't believe we haven't done this topic already. What have we been doing? What have we been? Where have we been? Episode 92. And I I, I genuinely have no idea what the hell we've been wasting our time talking about. We did mention Judy Bloom. We have mentioned Judy Bloom maybe a few times. We've talked about some books and some authors, but I mean... People, this Judy is long Bloom overdue. Needs I mean, her own. She needs her own show. Whew, she really I, you does. Know, honestly, Erin, mm-hmm. when I think about Judy Bloom, and from the vantage point of little Amy, little Doctor Amy as a child, mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell I would have done with regard mm. to, particularly puberty and yeah. the growing up things and the and and sex and all the things. I would. I still wouldn't know. You'd be any, lost. I have no idea. You'd be idea. a common street criminal, probably. I would absolutely mm-hmm. be a street criminal. That's uh-huh. there's very little doubt about that. And yeah. Judy Bloom, and particularly, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Hello. I mean, yes. I honestly, I don't know. I I genuinely don't know what I. I'm speechless. I don't know what to say. Yes, I just you are wow, 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 wow. That never <laughs> happens. You all know that never happens. Oh, and uh, I mean, Aaron, you, I, you, there's no way you couldn't have read all these books. These are oh, books come on. for girls, right? Everyone, I know, aren't I these didn't girl, care. aren't these girl <laughs> books, people? Yeah. Well, I mean, Dr. Amy, as you know, I am, I'm, I'm a bit of a weirdo. I'm a little bit different, and I always like, I don't know. Okay, let me back up. Okay. Um. Yes, I have read. Many of Judy Bloom's books. I, I was I, I put in the notes that I'd read almost all of her books, but then I went and looked at the list. There's a lot of books, of <laughs> and people. there was a whole you bunch I'd never heard of. And sure. it turns out, 
Judy Bloom didn't stop writing books in 1983. She kept going. She kept going. <laughs> and she's going. written, she get I don't know, 40, 50 and... novels, something uh-huh. like, yeah. So go yep. look at the list. Uh, but I've read a lot of them. I really, I remember the first one that I really fell in love with, we read in the fourth grade. And you, I know you probably read it too, and it was Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing. Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing, which was of written. It was written from the perspective of a of a young boy named Peter yes. and his family, and it's all about him and his relationship with his family and his his a really annoying younger brother Fudge, of and it was so it was so cute and so funny. Uh, it was a book written for, you know, that age group, like a little bit younger, like fourth graders, you know, uh, uh-huh. we read it in school and, and, uh, it was great. And it spawned a couple of sequels, super fudge being like, oh my gosh, a great that one little fudge. I mean, yeah, got what? into everything. I have precocious little yeah. character and, uh, fun fact, uh, we're going to have some fun facts later, but just mm-hmm. a, a early fun fact. Um, Fudge was modeled after her little son because he was just a little, a little funny he was character a little, himself. He was and a doing little crazy bit of stuff. Yeah. He was peeing in the plants and stuff. Yeah, and yes. e- eating the the what was it the the turtle? Mm-hmm. Remember yes, the turtle thing? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> there was also let me uh, see. There was also otherwise known as Sheila the Great. There was oh, then yes. again maybe I won't. There was Blubber. I read Blubber. Oh my God, Blubber with the with the bullying and the yes. oh mm-hmm. my god people i mean all of these books remember, i mean remember, they, they uh, were freckle juice hmm. remember freckle, yeah freckle juice read? yes freckle yeah yeah juice? they were all like they were <sighs> funny and they were mostly they were whimsical and light-hearted and cute and all of that but they also were unafraid at tackling issues like yes. bullying you know puberty sex growing up all of that and and Dr. Amy, that leads us back to Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, uh, which not only did I read, I, mean, I was the only boy at MacArthur Elementary School who read that book. I read it a couple of times because it was, it really spoke to me. And and really, like, there, there's, there's a couple of reasons why. And one of them you touched on, and I hate to bring this up, but I feel like I have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, our mom and dad are wonderful. Mom, R.I.P. We love you, mom. And yep. dad, maybe you're listening. So I don't know, maybe skip ahead a couple of minutes. Uh, but when it came to talking about sex and puberty, oh, they were terrible. Oh, my Lord. The they were, worst. They did a bad, bad job. They really they did. did. They did not. They, did they no, didn't do anything. Not, they didn't do any type of <laughs> They didn't job, want to talk bad about it. or otherwise. I don't know about you, but they gave me a cartoon book, and that was right. the... You know, like when a man loves a woman, that sort of thing, you know, and it was, yes. I was kind of yes. like, I already know this, but I know there's a bunch of stuff I don't there's know. There's other stuff, I'm pretty so sure. For that other stuff, I, I found out a lot of it in the book, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. I had Same. no idea what a period was. I didn't, I'd never heard of that. I didn't know what it was. And it took me a while to kind of, I had to, it, it triggered me to kind of like figure out what that was. And uh, and it was it was important. I think it was an important even for a little boy to know what girls were going through. I had no idea. But more importantly, it gave me as a bit of an outcast, an understanding Mm. of the things that boys and girls had in common. I actually identified with Margaret Margaret. because she she, was she she was just like me. She was friends. Yeah. 
trying to yeah. fit in however she could. You know what I mean? She Absolutely. was trying different religions. She was trying oh, different the religion friends. religion thing. Trying yes, to figure out who huge. she was. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and and that would, that's part of the magic of Judy Bloom's writing, particularly the books, the books that she's written for children and young adults, is she writes from the vantage point of the, of the child and not in a, mm-hmm. like, kids are dumb way and I mean Margaret is very thoughtful oh, she's super smart, and thoughtful. there's I and mean, also a good a person like, and like a yes you know, it yes. reminds me of um I'll compare it a little bit to um we keep talking about John Hughes and how mm. John Hughes's movies and these are mostly for older teens this isn't exactly the same thing but he was really in touch with what teen high school teenagers in the 80s were going through yes. and it was really evident in all of his movies Judy Bloom really knew what you know kids Margaret's age I think Margaret is 11 or 12 in the book yeah what they were going through particularly girls but boys too and it was just really like for you and I who grew up with very minimal, education and with parents who just refuse to talk about this sort of well, thing and I think it was part, so important totally and mm. and to be fair i'm guessing uh, i haven't taken a, a poll but maybe we can with our with our listeners who are probably mostly our age they're maybe um, nodding I along think right prob- now well, yeah. probably some some time period you know generational stuff yeah, i think our parents sure. were probably not unusual in that way well i'm um, sure their parents probably oh, did the same my, thing you know i mean mm-hmm. i you know th- and they didn't have of, judy bloom they didn't have judy bloom what the yeah. hell did they do um thinking of mom's side of the family oh, oh no, yeah. no 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 you mean no, the beet no, farmers no. the beet farmers weren't <laughs> open about gender no. and sex and <laughs> Nope, I'm not thinking, unless you saw some farm animals out there. Unless there was some goats or (laughs) pigs or something, it didn't really matter too much. Exactly. Well, and even just in, you know, sex ed in school in like, you know, sixth grade or fifth grade or whatever that is, it felt so shameful. Like the, the, you know, they'd separate the girls and the boys, which is Mm -hmm. fine, but then it just, you felt dirty like it just felt yeah. like it was oh yeah ugh, shameful I that's hated, a good word hated yeah. all of that and mm-hmm. i remember are you there god it's me margaret i remember you would get those things in the mail it would be like a book club thing and you could order books and yeah, you could send yeah. it in and that kind of, not the scholastic one at school mm-hmm. um book order but it was there was this thing for a while in the mail that you could do this i know what you're talking and about I, yeah yeah mm-hmm. and i Saved up my money, and I sent in for Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Uh-huh. And it was like a secret. Like, I remember running out to the mailbox to see if it had wow. arrived because I really? didn't want I didn't want mom or anybody to know that I'd ordered it because I wanted to know all these things, and I wanted uh-huh. to learn all these things. But it's it felt like it had to be a secret or like, wow. and I would kind of hide it in my room and, you know. How did you know about like, the book? Was it your friends that told to you have, about yeah, it? Yeah, I think it had to have been friends at school. I don't remember specifically, mm-hmm. but somehow I knew that it was wow. going to talk about, you know, some of those puberty topics and stuff. So I, I just mean, happened upon it kind of accidentally because I loved, I loved her writing style so much. I loved sure. Super Fudge. Yeah. Super Fudge led me to Margaret, which is kind of a bit of a it's left a turn. There's a jump there. But yeah, it yeah, really, yeah. really, it really opened my eyes to a lot of things. And not just the puberty stuff, but the 
like I said, the like being an outcast yes. and like you know trying to find yourself and just just such wonderful uh, life lessons. Thank totally. you. Totally. Oh Judy my gosh. Bloom. Okay, Judy Bloom. People, let's get into Judy Bloom herself. Tell us. Judith. She's still alive. Sussman. Judith Sussman Bloom. Mm-hmm. Sussman was her maiden name. Um, oh, she's still okay. alive, people. Okay, she's eighty-five, and wow. whew, Aaron mm-hmm. sent me a clip of an interview with her um, on oh, ding, 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 late night talk shows. We did a, mm-hmm. an episode about that recently, mm-hmm. and she is so sharp and spry and funny and beautiful. And I, I'm thinking, I'm watching it, and I'm thinking, how old must she be? But I'm looking at her thinking, she doesn't look a day over, you know, 62. That can't mm-hmm. be right. And she's 85, people. 85, Woo! yes. So she was born um, February 12, 1938. Uh, obviously, we know she's a writer of children's, young adult, and adult fiction. She's got into some mm-hmm. adult fiction, and that was oh, yeah. a little controversial, too, because she talked about some stuff there that was, you know, mm. uh, people didn't uh, think was appropriate. We'll get into all of that later. We've mm-hmm. got feelings about people's feelings yeah now we're gonna get to that Um, (laughs) so she began writing in 1959 and it was really she was like a stay-at-home mom and it was you know the 50s and so you were like a housewife and she was bored she needed something to do so she became one of the most successful authors yeah i mean why not in my spare Mm -hmm. time um so she she actually started with like little kids books like picture books which you know Mm -hmm. she says were terrible but anyway so she's published more than 25 novels you've mentioned several of them um dini also is another one and that one was controversial we'll talk Mm -hmm. about that one i'm sure in a bit um she was raised in new jersey she went to nyu uh for college and yeah, she just started writing as a homemaker and um, she started, you know, focusing on things like menstruation and mm-hmm. teen sex and birth control and masturbation and death and all mm-hmm. these things. So her novels have sold over 82 million copies and have been translated into 32 languages. People, yeah. oh, Judy and, Bloom. And you, and you may be wondering... Why, Latchkey Kids? Why hmm. now? Well, Judy Bloom well, is kind of back people, in the spotlight now, than isn't ever. she? she I sure mean, is. for one thing, her books are being banned again. Ugh. So that's fun. We're going to talk Ugh. about that later in the program. Uh, yep. Judy Bloom's books have been under attack by people who love banning books for 50 years. And uh, it's there's another round of that coming back, and we're going to get to that towards the end of the show. But there's also a new movie, a feature mm. film that's, I think it's the first one, the first one that's based on any of her books, I believe. Yeah, it's far uh, yeah. And it's based on, of course, Are You There, God? It's me, it's me Margaret. Margaret. What a title, uh, first of all. It's, wow. It's really, it's really amazing. Um, uh, so we watched it. Uh, yes. Oh, and, did, and Amy, you also watched homework. the... There's also a documentary, I should say. Yes. There's a documentary. It's on Amazon Prime. Mm. Um, and Judy Amy Bloom watched forever. that as well. Oh, yeah. so good, people. Let's talk about the movie, though, first. What did you I mean, What did you think, Dr. Amy? I, we both, in the last few days, have seen did, Are You we, There, God, It's Me, Margaret. We did our homework, people. Yes. 
Yes. Remember movie theaters? They still oh, exist. So I had such find fun. one. I haven't been to one in a while. <laughs> the one in my neighborhood, which I haven't been to because I've only, I just moved here less than a year ago. It has the fancy like reclining yes, seats. Yes, people, get yourselves it's out like, there. And oh, it was great. Wait, listen, we don't often give you, our listeners, homework assignments, but in this yeah. case, I, we really have to insist. Why yes. are you wasting your time listening to this podcast? Get yourself to a movie theater today get some popcorn go today go today go and you will love it and if you're a fan of this podcast which apparently you are this is the perfect movie for you it is so nostalgic oh Oh my god i mean forget about if you never read the are you there god it's me margaret or don't even you know know anything about judy bloom you will love the nostalgic vibe i believe it takes place in 1970 i believe yes yes Mm -hmm. and so i was there's a ford pinto in it oh my god people the ford pinto the cars I was Close. in the theater. I went yesterday with some other middle-aged <laughs> girlfriends of mine. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm like jotting down on my a popcorn bag some of the little things that I'm like, oh my God, the nostalgia. <laughs> yeah. So they show early on, remember the metal Band-Aids um, uh, boxes with the oh, flip yeah. top lid? With the lid? little flip top lid. Uh, oh my goodness. And I they showed that. About that. And then she, in, in the very beginning of the movie, uh, Margaret's coming home from summer camp and and uh, she has this wife. giant trunk with her <laughs> yeah, stuff and they're lugging trunk. it through we New York City. With the big latch in the middle of it. Pain yes. in the ass. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that was such a terrible way to have to lug your stuff around. But that was funny. <laughs> right. Um, at one point, somebody has the foam, um, pink foam uh, rollers in their hair. Yeah. And Aaron, do you remember that yep. <laughs> I used to yep. sleep with those in my head? Yes, you did. Um, <laughs> the sprinkler in the yard. Yeah, running the through the sprinkler. Of yep. The sprinkler was exactly what we had. This uh-huh. is a, a very fine point detail, but I'm like, oh my God, it was so nostalgic when I saw this. Um, at one point, Judy's or Judy, um, Margaret's mom is uh, putting the dishes away, and they do have a dishwasher, which was probably pretty fancy at the time. Yeah. But she pulls out the little silverware thing that has the silverware in it and puts it on the counter, and she's taking the silverware out, and it's like baby blue. Remember yeah. how the interior <laughs> of dishwashers were baby yeah. blue? We yes. have that exact yes. same one. That was important for some reason. Yeah. She there's this whole thing about buying a, a living room furniture, and mom can't make a decision because she wants right. to fit into in this new place, and yes, she can't she figure it out. She's mm-hmm. an artist, but she she's tries not to really, be in the PTA, and she it doesn't really work out. She tries to be very like well. the suburban, yeah. you know, housewife, and that's just not for her. Yeah. She she goes out to the mailbox and she gets the giant like Sears catalog. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my! Remember this year's catalog? Amazon oh. people used to come in book form. <laughs> oh my God! And right. then I'm looking and going, "What did that must have cost a fortune to send everybody those catalogs?" Yeah. Um, speaking of books, at one point, uh, Margaret's doing a you know a, a research project. She's at the library and she's utilizing the World Book, which oh, yeah. we love. The same one we had. Book. World and Book Encyclopedia. I almost fell out onto the floor when in her sixth grade class, 
They were doing square dancing, Aaron. Yep. I, I, yes, yes, the square dancing in sixth grade, just like we. Because, oh and I know I because I listened to the Latchkey kids that it was President Kennedy who's responsible uh, for that. <laughs> yeah, it has a bit of a, a sordid past, actually, the yeah. square dancing yeah. uh, thing. But. Uh, oh my gosh! And then just the the whole sex ed day where they pull yeah. out like the you know the, 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 the film projector and yep. the screen and mm-hmm. everybody's like, oh god, what is this going to be? And I'm yeah. like, oh man, I had visceral reaction to that as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's a beautiful movie. Great, and and Judy Bloom said so. People have been trying to make this into a movie forever, and she's uh-huh. always said no like no i'm not interested not everything needs to be a movie yeah and uh but she when this young woman this young girl uh came along to you know abby abby ryder fortson is her name thank you abby ryder fortson to play margaret judy bloom says it's we this girl it's yeah she's margaret yeah she's margaret so she's been in a few other movies you've probably seen her she's the Mm -hmm. one yeah. Oh my God. And then yeah. you have Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams, the, the mean, mom. the chief mean girl from uh, Mean Girls, is the sweet, lovely mom. It's what a what a turn of events that was. And I then couldn't believe it. Maybe my favorite character was the the grandmother played by Kathy Bates. People. Oh, I didn't even know uh, Kathy Bates was in it until she oh. appeared on the screen. My yes. God, I and she's kind of she's the the kind of the grandma that's kind of eccentric, I guess you could over say over the top. Like yeah. I leaned over to my best friend next to me and said, "This is who I am in this movie. I'm this. <laughs> yeah, I'm this you grandma. Like, You've gone from ha- Margaret to the grandma. I'm the grandma. <laughs> she's obsessed with her grandchild, yeah. and she wears so much jewelry and so many uh-huh. sparkly things, and she's way over the top. And, and I she rediscovers that she likes boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she has a boyfriend at some yeah, point because she's basically yeah. bored. <laughs> uh. Man, it's um, so I, good. Well, I saw it too, Dr. Amy. I went Friday night with a friend of mine. I was, uh, I looked around and I was the only man in the whole place. Oh my and, goodness, come on people. And even though, and this is a thing that kind of was like, I mean, I understand, but I wish it was different. There were h- hardly any younger people in the movie theater at all. Right. And this is very much a movie for, you know, Totally. Kids kids who are like 10 through who kids yep. who are starting to go through puberty, particularly girls, there wasn't anybody in the movie theater like that. It was I all will say, mi- middle-aged we, ladies. We went and a couple of girlfriends of mine and one of them with her daughter who just turned okay. 14. She's about good. to start high school and she loved it. Good, she absolutely good. loved it. So, I just, just wish saying. there was if you if you have young kids in your life, particularly girls, encourage them to go see this movie while it's still in the theaters. I thought this movie was so sweet and so fun. Uh, Abby Ryder Fortson is just absolutely knocked it out of the park as Margaret. And so did Rachel McAdams as the mom and the relationship and those two on the screen together, their relationship was so sweet. Mm. I mean, it will make this movie will make you cry. I'm going to, you know, it really will. It's a faithful adaptation of the book. It's full of humor. I mean, 
I'm gonna. I'm, no, there aren't gonna be any spoilers. I mean, you've probably read the book, so maybe <clears throat> if you read it 50 years ago, you might not remember what happens. So that'll yeah, it'll be a surprise I, anyway. You know, I didn't but there was this one. There was this one scene, and I don't remember if this was in the book or not. I don't think it was, but Margaret and her friend went to go buy sanitary napkins oh, is what they called them at the God. time yes. and they go to the grocery store right <laughs> and, and not and ne- <clears throat> neither of them had had their period yet but they wanted right. to like take they them home and practice, practice. Right? yes so, totally yeah so they each get a, bo- a box of sanitary napkins and they go up to and right <laughs> as they're about to get to the counter there's a shift change and yes. like a good looking boy takes yes. over as yeah, the clerk. Yeah, man. yeah. And it they're was like, a oh, nice no. old lady and they were like, okay, yeah. this will be fine. And then immediately and as they walk up. <laughs> it's this like good looking young guy. Oh, and so no. they're like, no, we have to do it. We have to do it. And they get and they put their boxes on the conveyor belt and the kids like the good looking guys looking at him and he presses the button and the conveyor belt just takes an excruciatingly so long time. It's like squeaking as it slowly moves along. And they're oh just staring. God. And yes. It was so, Hilarious. so funny. I mean, there's a lot of just funny stuff like funny that. Funny and also super touching. And you yeah. know what it felt like to me? It felt like um, kind of a, a girl version of Stand By Me because it oh had that. Yeah. It had that super. That's really good. Um, uh rewarding nostalgic vibe yeah. but then oh, yeah. so much There's about the friendships it and, and yeah. it really is from the perspective of the kids and mm-hmm. yes there are adults but they're you know really it's really about the kids and what they're going through and their lives yeah. and all that stuff so yeah it's it's great and then this the documentary oh my god Aaron yeah have I haven't seen it. that yet how is it Judy Bloom Forever is what it's called it okay. is incredible okay it's you you learn things about her relationships with her parents and you know her life and she's you know all throughout it it's just like her talking being interviewed and then what's cool is there are all of these like middle-aged people like us and some of them are Mm -hmm. you know molly ringwald and sort of you know famous people and whatever but some of them are just regular people Mm. and some of them wrote her letters and they became sort of pen pals. She, really? They, like Judy fans Blum. that wrote yes, her letters? Yes, who were okay. children. And they mm. and it went on for decades and they still have this wow. amazing relationship. And So she yeah. would have pen pal relationships with fans? Yes. Oh, I wish yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> I know. We really wow. missed out on that Is one. Is it too late? Can we write her a letter I mean, now? She's still she's still going strong, so I'm thinking okay. we, maybe we should. Okay. You know? Maybe. All right. Oh my goodness. I mean, highly recommend. Wow. I'll have to check that out. I'll yeah, it's that. great. It's great. Doctor Amy, do you yes. have any fun facts about oh Judy gosh. Bloom for I us? Because I feel like you know that I do. I feel like we need some. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. So as previously stated, we she didn't really ever set out to become a writer. That wasn't really mm-hmm. the thing. She didn't even know when she was growing up that that was possible. So she didn't know that was a thing that you could do. And mm-hmm. in fact, in the um, documentary, she talks about, you know, you had to go to college, but really it was to find a husband. That was yeah, the main right. goal, which mm-hmm. she did. Spoiler, that didn't last forever, but, you know, okay. whatever. Um and, uh, you know, you could get a degree, like, in case you absolutely had to, you could be a teacher yeah. or something. But like that was if your husband it. died or something. Yeah. 
You could so, do that. Mm-hmm. So she said she wanted to be a cowgirl, an actress, or a detective. Those sound like the, the uh, <laughs> career aspirations of That's a person children. with imagination <laughs> right there. Yes. Yeah, she had a ton of imagination. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so yeah, so at the age of 25, she's a stay-at-home wife and mother of two, and she felt like something was missing. And so she started with these kind of rhyming, like silly little picture books. And she mm-hmm. described it in the documentary as uh, like a Dr. Seuss ripoff kind of vibe. Yeah. Like she was okay. just totally channeling Dr. Seuss. She's like, they're terrible. Don't read them. They're awful. <laughs> it's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she was. She would be washing the dishes in the evening and she would come up with these little rhyming things in her mind. Hmm. And her husband said, you know, well, you can do that as long as it doesn't interfere with, you know, you taking care of the home and the children and all the things. And so it was something she was kind of able to do, you know, in addition to doing all of that somehow. Um, So she started with that. She then, you know, got into writing longer fiction. Her first book was um, The One in the Middle is the Green Kangaroo. Everyone mm. published is that one of the Dr. Seuss ripoffs? I I, it sounds know. like it, it might be. It kind of sounds mm-hmm. like it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, so that was kind of how all of that got going. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Did you know, Dr. Amy, that Judy Bloom, when she was a kid, had many childhood fears? Mm. She was afraid of dogs. That's too sure. bad. Okay. She was afraid of swimming. Good oh, thing she didn't oh. grow up in oh, Metro no. Phoenix, oh, Arizona. Oh. <laughs> And she was afraid of thunderstorms. She wrote about all of this on her website, and it was kind of the inspiration for the character of Sheila in otherwise known as Sheila the Great, Great. who has a lot of fears but hides from her fears under a layer of false bravado. Uh, Judy Bloom says she eventually conquered her fears of swimming in dogs, but not thunderstorms. She's still scared of thunderstorms. Uh-huh. Just FYI. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Okay. So as a child, Erin, she hmm. was really into the Oz books. Okay? Me too. Oh! I read the Oz books L. too. My, actually, it was Oz mom series? turned me on to those okay. books. Okay. Yes. So she mm-hmm. read the series straight through when she was nine, people. Wow. Okay. Oh, she was a good reader. It, she was wow. a good reader. And so mm-hmm. she re- she said, she referred to them as the subversive tales. Oh yeah, no, they uh, are. They get weird. Really. The the the, uh, the latter books. They, they get dark get, too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that was where she really discovered her love of reading. And so mm-hmm. she said in 1999, she says, uh, in those days I used to dream of flying. Um, and you know, she felt like she was small and powerless in real life, but in her imagination, she wow. was able to soar. So she was I've, super I've imaginative. Like oh, oh my yeah, God. I think we all have had dreams of flying. Yes. Oh yeah, totally. Totally. So the, the book that we keep coming back to today, Dr. Amy has a really long title. Are yeah. you there, God? It's me, Margaret. It's two separate <laughs> sentences. It's a question, it's, and then so much another two sentences, several which is commas. normally, that's not a thing you want to do in your title. No. But it's it's also the theme of the book. Yes. It, I mean, a big part of it is Margaret is exploring religion. Her dad yep. is Jewish. Yeah. Her mom is, I believe, Presbyterian or something like that. Some, 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 some you know, uh, uh, Christian, non-Catholic Christian religion. Um, And so she goes to the synagogue and she goes to church and she's like, she goes with her friend to another church and she's, but throughout the whole thing, she's talking to God and she's, 
She's like, it's like her form of a diary is this ongoing conversation with God, right? Yes. So that's what I personally love the title of the book. But Judy Bloom, <laughs> she kind of like regrets it, actually. She yeah. she said the reason that that is the title is because she literally could not think of anything else. And she said in an interview, if I'd known then how often I was going to have to say the title, I probably would have just called it Margaret. <laughs> oh, no, the title is perfect, Judy Bloom. What are, you, what are you talking about? Well, I noticed, Dr. Amy, that when we were doing going over the notes uh, for this, both of us did, independently we, yes. from each other yep. shortened it Turned to A-Y-T-G-I-M-M. <laughs> <laughs> Which doesn't right? really flow off the no, tongue as an but acronym. It's, you but, know, I don't, you I'm know. like, I'm not typing all this anymore every time. I'm not going to exactly. do that. Exactly. <laughs> so we know that Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret became sort of controversial because, I mean, God forbid, it talked about some real, you know, some real things. Yeah. Um, but another one, whoo, we'll get to the, the controversy, I guess, later, but was Forever. And I actually mm. don't think I ever read Forever. I didn't either. I didn't. So, I kind of wish I had. Forever was a like a young adult novel, and the idea uh, for it came from Judy Bloom's daughter. So, hmm. the, so Forever is about two teenagers who are in love. They're like seniors in high school, and okay. they're madly in love, like you are at that age. Sure. And they decide to have sex with each other okay. responsibly, uh -huh. and it's a whole, you know, it's a whole thing of like the conversations about that, and then she describes, you know, the experience and how that evolves over time, and and what have you. And so, her daughter, the, where this came from, is her daughter complains to to her mom that sexually active girls in young adult novels of that time, which was the 70s at the time, were mm -hmm. always punished. They yeah. were, they, something maybe terrible die. happened. They, <laughs> yeah, they, get they die, they, they get, get pregnant. pregnant, they get yeah. sent away, they get yeah. like terrible things happen to yeah. them. And mm -hmm. so her daughter asked her, couldn't there be a book where two nice kids do it and nobody has to die? Like, wow. that. And, Ju and Judy Bloom's like, <laughs> yes. Coming right up. <laughs> As a matter of fact, this. yeah. <laughs> not only can there be, uh, there will be. And I'm going to go work on it right now. Okay, make your own oh, dinner. Wow. Let's go. Yeah. Well, out of all of the characters that Judy Bloom has created, including Margaret, she says she identifies with one in particular, and this mm. is another one that I haven't read. I mean, I'm. We might have even more reading homework, Doctor Amy, after okay. the show. I, I definitely do. <laughs> the protagonist of the book, starring Sally J. Friedman as herself. As I've heard of that one. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah. But Judy Bloom describes this book as the most autobiographical book. So when she was that age, nine or ten, she was a lot like Sally. Sally is. She's curious and imaginative, but she's also a warrior. Mm. And Judy Bloom says that that kind of describes her. And also the in the book, the, the family of Sally is uh -huh. kind of similar to Judy Bloom's own family. So if you want to get s some additional insight into who Judy Bloom was as a young lady, that might be the book, starring uh, Sally J. Friedman as herself. As herself. Okay. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So Erin, I mentioned that she started out with these these um, picture books. And so she would draw the illustrations herself. Really? And in the documentary, okay. they show some of them. They were not published. <laughs> and you'll see. Is there see, a reason for that? <laughs> you'll see why when you okay. see them in the documentary. Okay. 
Um, she, they were, she says that she were terrible. She's not an artist. She was not, she could not draw very well. Um, uh, she did hang on to the illustrations, but she hid them in a closet. And, uh, she, <laughs> at one point she told her children that if they try to publish them after she dies, she will come back and haunt them. Wow. Like, well, then not why not just get rid of them then? These. <laughs> I don't know. The other thing okay. that's fun, kind of along those lines, I think they said in the documentary it was Yale has a collection of her correspondence with her letters to and from uh, children from all over the country, all over the world, uh-huh. over the years. And so in the documentary, she's reading excerpts from all these letters that kids had written wow. her and that she wrote back to them and all this kind of stuff. But they have a whole collection of all the letters, which is pretty cool. Oh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Well, you, I think you touched on this earlier, Dr. Amy, but the, just the number of books that Judy oh, Bloom has sold yes. since, the, since her first book, the classic... The one in the middle is The Green Kangaroo. That's another one I'm not familiar with. That one uh, was published in 1969. Since then, Judy Bloom has sold more than 85 million copies of uh-huh. her books in 32 languages all over the world. Yeah. Amazing. And mm-hmm. to the to this day, Aaron, and you, you get little glimpses of this in the documentary, people lose their shit when they meet her. There's this scene. She, she and her husband live in... Um, Palm Beach, I think, in Florida mm. now. And there's mm. this scene where they're on the beach and there's this like big kind of macho looking tattooed, you know, man, like middle-aged man. And he he realizes that she's Judy Bloom or somebody says that's Judy Bloom. And he goes up to her and he loses his whole entire mind. He can't believe really? he's meeting Judy Bloom. And wow. so she's she has said that people often burst into tears when they meet her. And, um, you know, they just talk about, you know, what she's meant to them. And, um, and, and she says, and I quote, it's because of what I represent. She says, I'm your childhood. So when they meet her, they associate her with their childhood. I would definitely cry if I met Judy Uh Bloom. I will just say that right now. Judy, if you're listening, we'd love to Mm -hmm. have you on the program. Um, Erin, in in the year 2000, she was named a Library of Congress living legend. Is that a thing? You can just you can be an official living legend. I mean, can I submit my myself to that? (laughs) Yeah, I know. How do you (laughs) nominate? What's the nominating process for that? Exactly. Exactly. She's also said before she did an Ask Me Anything on Reddit one time, and she Mm. talked about writing. And uh, so, if you're wondering uh, Judy Bloom's secret to being such a successful writer. Uh, the answer is she has no idea. She said, I have no idea how writing works. Mm-hmm. I think I'm just an instinctual writer. It comes and I go with it. So mm. I guess she has natural God-given talent. And yep. maybe the rest of us, I don't know if we do or not. Yeah, well, but, well, uh, well. She got lucky, thankfully. Yeah, yes. thankfully for us. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron, did you know that she her her work and, and her contributions to all of our lives inspired a song? So Amanda Palmer. Oh, oh. Um, ha- uh, quick side note. Amanda yes. Palmer. Uh, oh, God, what was it? She mm-hmm. she she liked one of my wife's tweets, <gasps> I believe it was. Oh. It was something like that. It was on, Or maybe it was Instagram. Oh. She liked something on Instagram. Oh, my God. 
And my wife about lost her mind. Lost so, her yes. whole entire mind. Yes. Well, uh-huh. do you know that she has a song titled Judy Bloom? I have heard of that, oh, yes. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Yeah. Yeah. And in it, she name drops some of the beloved characters, Margaret, Deanie, Tony. She's got lyrics uh, like, I don't remember the details of seventh grade. All I remember is lying and being afraid. Uh, but I won't forget Catherine and Michael going all the way. So it's mm. this total shout out wow. to Judy Bloom. And uh, in an essay, Palmer praised Bloom as, quote, the silent architect of my pre-adolescent belief system. Woo! Well, that's a good good way that to put it. That is yes. powerful. And she uh-huh. called her one of uh, the women who stealthily handed my generation a no-bullshit roadmap to a revolution of truth. Yeah. Well, as we're going to get to, there are some roadblocks on that, yep. on that uh, roadmap to the revolution of truth. Yep. Um, if you're wondering when the newest judy bloom book is going to come out when is it dropping Aaron? i need well the answer is it's not she said that she's leaving writing behind she said that the process of writing is hard and intense Mm. she said that to npr her last novel was called in the unlikely event Mm. and that came out i think about five years ago when she was 80 i believe is when it came out and now she's done and did you know dr amy that Judy Bloom and her husband, that you're right, they do live in Florida. Yes. Guess what they do? They run a bookstore they run there. A bookstore, you see. Is it that in, in the, the documentary? documentary. Yes. Okay. Okay. I think it's called Books and Books, which I love. All right. <laughs> the name of the bookstore, Books and Books, Books and Books. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. So Erin, as we've alluded to several times, uh, her books have been challenged a lot. Yeah. Uh, the American Library Association included uh, five of her novels for teens and tweens on their list of the 100 most frequently challenged books um, of 1990 to 1999. So Forever, Blubber, Dini, Are You There, Blubber, God's Be really? Margaret, wow. um, and Tiger Eyes, and Dini popped up again mm-hmm. in the 2000 to 2009 list, and... Um, they've also identified her as one of the most frequently challenged authors of the 21st century, yeah, well, it's, landing yeah. on the lists uh, over and over again. It's and back again. Yeah, it's, it's back, back again. again and this just this is a thing that just keeps coming up like every decade. And here we are again. And this and I have thoughts on this. Mm. And and we this is not a political show. Dr. Amy and I don't really get political on the show. But this is something that we both agree on and feel strongly about. And so would our mother, by the mm. way. Mm-hmm. would be outraged at what is happening today. But some of people are, they don't like any books that have to do with puberty or sex or gender identity or races under attack. And so they're doing what they've always done and trying to, uh, in their eyes, protect their children, uh, f- protect their children. But really what they're doing is they're removing that that roadmap for kids to understand themselves. And Judy Bloom's books, particularly Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret, are back yep. in the in the spotlight. You know, back in the 70s and 80s, they banned her books, and now it's back and worse than ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, her 1975 novel Forever, which deals with teenage sex, sexuality, uh, was just banned back in March in, the, in her home state of Florida. There are That's people out insane. there who do not want kids, especially girls, to learn about sex and puberty, and they're using schools and libraries to marginalize people who are different from them and i say boo hiss knock it off and Uh, and judy bloom agrees by the way she says 
she's a fierce critic of all of this. And on Twitter, she uh, said recently, referring to her 1970s novel, uh, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. She said, sorry, Margaret. Uh, She calls this recent effort disgusting and fascist. She said... They'll say they want to protect our children. This is Judy Bloom. They'll say they want to protect our children. We don't want them to read anything that isn't nice. You know, everything should have a happy ending. Basically, we don't want them to think. We don't want them to ask questions. Mm. You know, we just want their lives to be perfect. Well, that is not possible because lives are not perfect and kids have a lot going on and you mm. can't control that. Ugh. Oh, my gosh. Ugh. People, I mean, listen, Aaron, you know, I'm a former high school English teacher. I yeah. played librarian in my bedroom um, as yes, a child with my stuffed animals I think I was, or my patrons. I, was, I think I checked out books from your library, <laughs> if I recall. Yes. Yes, your late uh-huh. fees have really been racking up, oh, and I'm going to send gosh. you an invoice. Okay. Wow. <laughs> um, so, yes, it's horrifying. And, you know, it's, the, the documentary gets into some of the... Um, you know, things over time in the 80s that really popped off in the 80s uh, mm-hmm. in terms of the the banning of her books. And then, like you said, now this uh, movement of is, is back and probably worse than ever. Um, and sad. so there are interviews and um, debates and kinds of things that she had done. And there's one with a, a very prominent um, political figure of the time that she's having this uh, discussion with on television. And and he is just going off about Dini, which there's, I think, one sentence in the book about masturbation. And it's, you know, it it's it's presented as a, like a very normal, healthy yeah. thing mm-hmm. that people do. Like, it's, you know, whatever. Right. And he just keeps harping on this and harping on this and harping on this. And, you know, this, he, he keeps saying, you know, and, and you know, in your books, I've I've glanced through them, and they're about this and this and this. And she says, um, "Have you actually read that book? Do you? Because it's that's not what the book is about, actually." And mm-hmm. he keeps going on and on and on. And then she says, uh, "It sounds like you really have a an issue with uh, masturbation. It sounds like you really kind of have like some kind of hang up with that. Like that's weird. Like you've got some yeah. kind of problem. Well, that's dude. really like what is your." That's usually what it is. I mean, this is wherever this comes from, from these people. I don't know what it is, but it's really just ultimately sad because, I mean, like we spoke about at the beginning of the show, Dr. Amy and I had wonderful parents, progressive parents that really like really taught us uh, to treat people equally and to be kind and like really were kind of ahead of their time. I know a lot of things, but they weren't ahead of their time on this, on puberty and sex they really kind of fell back to what probably their parents were like, you know, in the previous generation. And we absolutely needed Judy Bloom to be able to navigate all of that. And I I hate to think what would have happened if we didn't have that. Mm. And sure, like whenever you have these book bans, you know, it ends up drawing more attention to the books that you're trying to ban, which is a good thing. And there are people out there. And if you have, you know, if mm. you have kids in your life who are age appropriate for these kind of, kind of books, do what books. you can to make sure that they have yes. access to Judy Bloom and other art, art authors who aren't afraid to tackle important issues like race and gender identity and puberty and sex and all of that stuff. Um, But there, no matter what, there are going to be kids that out there that because of this are never going to have access. And 
those are the kids that I really feel for and worry about in the future. And the whole thing is just sad. Um, it's too bad. Judy Bloom does did a lot of good for me, did a lot of good for you, mm-hmm. Dr. Amy, a lot of good for a lot of people. Generations and just the thought of... that some people won't have access to that just yeah. really makes me sad. Yes. I mean, multiple mm-hmm. generations of, of children and young adults uh, have benefited from her her work and and uh you know just to to kind of end on you know some of the accolades she's won you know tons of awards she won the american library association's margaret a edwards award in 1996 for her her contributions to young adult literature which i young adult literature is so important Mm -hmm. um because i mean speaking as you know a, a former high school english teacher i mean things that are really written for adolescence and from that perspective you know often are the way that people get hooked into you know enjoying reading and she was recognized as a library of congress living legend as we said um and awarded the 2004 national book foundation medal for distinguished contribution to american um literature she was named one of the 100 most influential people in the world Aaron wow. by Time magazine in okay. 2023 hello uh living legend and yeah. thank Judy, you Judy Bloom definitely one of the top 100 most influential people for you and I and mm. yes thank you for everything that you've done Judy Bloom and I hope that you live at least another 10 or 15 or 20 years mm. And that you don't suffer the same fate as Jerry Springer uh, <laughs> oh, no. after we did I'm, our show about I'm daytime very, talk shows. I'm really and worried And he immediately about died this. right after that. People, if Judy Bloom passes away in the next week, um, you will oh, not hear boy. from the Latchkey Kids. I think we're done. Podcast, I think we'll it'll have be to over. Pack it in. We're cursed. <laughs> There's obviously some sort of curse. Oh, I knew God. I never should have touched that little tiki statue oh, when we were on vacation God. in Hawaii. I right? Mean, we knew that was going to come back to bite us right. eventually. Um, <laughs> of course, Aaron, sources for this episode, Mental Floss, as always, Wikipedia and NPR. Yeah. Uh, oh! Judy Blue, I, there's definitely Bloom, a couple everybody. I need to go back and read that I don't think I ever, uh, you know, got to. And I definitely want to read forever. Um, Tiger Eyes. I don't know if I read Tiger Eyes, but that's... I kind of remember I, Tiger I Eyes. To, I don't think the, I read it either. In the documentary, she, she talks about her relationship with her dad, and he dies when mm. she's a young woman, and Tiger oh. Eyes kind of touches on a similar thing. Anyway, um, okay. so i got to read that one, too. And, I mean, people, get out and see that movie. Do it. Do it today. Do it now. Mm-hmm. You'll love it. Speak, speaking of going out and seeing a movie, yes, are we are we going to the <gasps> movies next week? Oh my Is that God. something People, that's gonna? I mean, I don't want to give too much away, but I just think you get need your popcorn. To get, maybe get your popcorn get your and popcorn. get ready yeah. because I mean, summertime is the time for some blockbuster movies. Woo! Yes. <laughs> All right, I can't that's wait. It's coming up next week on the Latchkey Kids. Until then. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye.